everyone wants more money, but most of us weren't taught how to create an abundant life. That's where the More Money Show comes in. If you're ready to have more money, create more freedom and experience more fun, turn the volume up. It's time to learn how to create the prosperity and life you have been dreaming of. Here's your host, Cassie Parks. Hello and welcome to the More Money Podcast. I am usually your host, Cassie Parks, and uh, we're continuing the Year of Growth series today. For a treat, I have Jennifer Hooper, who is one of the Year of Growth participants, and she's going to interview me, and that's how we're going to do the the interviews with me during this process instead of just, you know, me talking. I thought it would be fun to give everybody a chance to interview me. Oh my gosh, so, I think this is so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah. role reversal thing. <laughs> I know, it's so fun. And I, I, when I first thought of this, I was like, Jennifer's first because Jennifer is like so good at asking really good questions. Uh, <laughs> I always have questions. <laughs> you do. But the re- also the, the reason why they're always really good is because you do the work. So like when you do the work, you get really good questions about, okay, well, I did this. Now, how does this happen? All these things. So I'm excited to be interviewed by you first and I'm going to turn it over to you right now. Okay. Awesome. Well, I have a bunch of questions here and um, some of it or just starting off, I want to know a little bit more about your backstory. And so what was it that got you interested or got you started in the law of attraction in the first place? Mm, So exciting. I love this question. So I, I was an athlete, right? Growing up as always an athlete and, and I was always, um, attracted to psychology. So I'm not sure how it, I had to be 13 at the time, 13 years old. I knew about the law of attraction, but I did. I knew like, like attracts like, and maybe I didn't know it was called the law of attraction, but I knew about visualization for athletes getting better, right? I knew stuff like that. And so I was 13, I was in the eighth grade and we did this fundraiser where if you sold the certain amount the first day, I think it was five, then you got to come in and you got to put your name in a drawing and there were $500 bills. And so I said, I'm going to win it. So I went and sold the things like that wasn't a problem. And then before I went to sleep that night, I closed my eyes and I visualized sitting in my choir chair and them pulling my name, the teacher pulling my name out of the hat and calling it and me walking down the stairs because I was probably like 10 rows up. It was a stared room because it was choir and band. And so and then the next day I was the second or third name called. And so that's the first time. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. So. So you, you didn't know this thing had a name, but you just intuitively walked through the scene in your mind. Yeah. So I knew you could visualize to increase sports performance. I don't know where I learned that at Mm -hmm. or if that had been taught, but somehow I knew that I knew visualization was a thing. And so, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I intuitively, I said, well, I'm going to do that. Like I can do that to win this. And, uh, I did. And I will say, I don't know that I necessarily formally used the law, um, formally use the law of attraction for like another number of years. Yeah. Um, Like I know that I tried and I had the same experience everybody does. Like the first time it was so easy, right? (laughs) So then I would try and visualize something else and it wasn't as easy, Um, which is what happens to everybody because then you have this expectation and you start judging it and it's like, well, it didn't work as easy. So does it work or doesn't it work? All those same things that all 
all of you go through. Yeah. Well, that's funny because that sort of <laughs> uh, um, takes us right into my next question. You know, were you like the rest of us? Like, did you dabble for a period of time with the law of attraction? Did you get frustrated along the way? I, I, I mean, I don't even know along the way to what, but like, how long did it take you to go maybe from dabbling to, to trusting? Yeah. So I don't know. I'm trying to think of the word because I know what you mean by dabble. It's like, try it a little bit, do this, try it a little bit. Yeah. So for me, it was a little bit different journey. It it was still along the lines of dabbling, but so I always thought I wanted to be a counselor. That was like always, right? And, but I started getting my master's and then I got introduced to this woman who did something called resonance repatterning. And I started the immediate session. I could feel this shift and I was like, oh, and it's really about where our thoughts and beliefs come from and um, energetically releasing our thoughts and beliefs inside our body. So it's mm. not the same, but it's similar to other energetic modalities and it encompasses a lot of them, right? So it, in- it included color and sound and I loved it because I knew that vibrationally, like you attracted like what you were thinking about. And so I immediately started taking the classes and working that process. And so I worked it and it's so fabulous. I okay. actually just wrote an email about this. It like, it's so fabulous in the beginning stages. So it, you always feel better. You get to release some of that stuff that's long held in you. Um, but what I found over time is that it was all about solving a problem. So every time it came back to, well, what's, I want this and I'm not getting it. What's wrong? Hmm. Right. Right. Which I won't even put on the process isn't maybe totally designed to be that way, but that was what was happening because I would go to the process when, oh, this isn't working or I want this relationship to be fixed or I want more money, right? And let me figure out what's going on. And so it worked until it was time to grow, which is the way I actually think most things happen. Like the early things that people do, if anyone's ever found like, okay, certain things worked, but then it was like they lost their juice. Mm -hmm. Um, It's because we solve all that stuff and then we have to step into this next version of ourselves. Right. mm -hmm. And I did get frustrated. this modality with this person. What was it called again? It's called resonance repatterning. Resonance repatterning. So I did it with her, had lots of immediate success, and I started training like immediately. I was like, this is what I want to do. Like you wanted to be then a facilitator. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. yourself or a teacher mm-hmm. practitioner. Okay. Yeah. So it'd be one-on-one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So then how did you get from there to the law of attraction? Yeah. So I probably used it. Um, I used it a lot. And then what I did is I took and pared it down and made it a really quick process that I could do in the moment. So I had, um, and I have a very old book, I think you might have a copy of it, called Stop and Change Directions. And I wrote that process down. And so I would, on a daily basis, I would just be shifting my thoughts and shifting and changing my thoughts and changing. And, but I was getting, I was happier. Mm-hmm. I felt better. Um, a lot more things were going my way, but I wasn't able to build my business the way I wanted. And so what really hit me is I was trading with another practitioner and I came and there's like books and books. This process is very interesting. There's, um, there's books that guide you and there's a lot, right? So 
um, and I say that to say, I basically had the same session twice. Like it followed the same pattern. Like, and she looked at me, she's like, didn't we do this last week? And I'm like, uh-huh. And it was the same things. <laughs> and I think something in that moment was like, you can't, you can't just try and dig up and fix because it's the same thing. Okay. So you, that was the moment I realized you have to decide who you want to be. Okay. Instead of keep trying to fix yourself to be something else. Right. To get what you want. So you made a shift from, you know, there's something wrong that I have to fix to I'm going to make a choice and this is where I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. This is who I'm going to become. That's mm-hmm. who I'm going to become. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's awesome. And so then like once you decided you made that decision for this shift, were you all in a hundred percent or did you get frustrated and struggle? I mean, I think having the knowledge of that or, and I think right now it's easy to be like, that was the moment looking back, but I think it was just like a little aha. Right. And then there were other things I was learning. So I had read um, the secrets of the millionaire secrets of the millionaire mind. I gone to the millionaire mind intensive and, um, done things like that where I'd learned other things. So there was other things going on at the same time. Um, did I get frustrated? I did get frustrated at times. Totally. Because I thought, and the truth is, is I wasn't, when I was frustrated, I wasn't really doing the law of attraction. I thought I was doing the law of attraction. I really wasn't doing it. Oh, right. Can you go deeper with that? What do you mean? Um, so when I was trying to build my business, I thought that I was using it. Um, can you give an example? I don't can you I remember. Don't remember. Right now. I don't remember. <laughs> like, I'm like, I just know that I thought, um, oh yeah, I'll give the example that I actually do always remember, which I, uh, but this is, this is still using the law of attraction. Um, but I was using the law of attraction to what I would say, <clears throat> control the how. So one example. Oh, that's thing I'm familiar with. Kat. Right. No. <laughs> You've never done that. No, never done that. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, so um, I had written a book and I was trying to self-promote it. And um, there was this syndicated radio show that was on like at nighttime here. And it was on in like Seattle and Portland and Austin and all over the country. Right. And I wanted to get on it because they had guests. Like it was a music show, but they had guests. And so I used my law of attraction skills and like set the intention and pre-paved and did different things because I wanted to get on the show as a guest. And I got on the show as a guest, right? I got one sale off of that show. Maybe it might've been two, right? So we're talking like $30, no clients. (laughs) Um, After I paid for the book and shipped it out, we're talking probably like $10, right? (laughs) (laughs) And, but the reason I wanted to get on the show is because I thought that was going to launch my business. I thought that was going to get me clients finally, because when I had clients, I was super successful, but most of my clients came from, they were, they were friends or they were friends of my sisters who was like, my sister had also gone to the practitioner I had gone to and she was like, Oh, like my sister, like if someone was struggling, she'd be like, Oh, my sister could help you with that. Right. Okay. And so they weren't long term. It was, again, people came to me when they were, had a problem. Mm-hmm. They came to me when things were crappy. And so we got them a little bit better, but they never kept coming to get to create. Oh, something I see. Else. Okay. And so I really want, I had knew nothing about like launching a coaching business or anything like that. 
And so, you know, when I wrote the book, I wrote the book because somebody told me speakers need books and I got a speaking gig. Mm -hmm. And so I hurried up in like two weeks and wrote this book and got it printed and all that. Um, and then I needed to promote it. Right. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to get on the show and I have so many clients and it's going (laughs) to be awesome. And that is not what happened. Got it. Yeah. So what was, what was the disconnect? Why didn't it work? So it worked, but I was trying to control the step, right? So instead of being the person who had clients and stepping into that person and attracting clients and then following the path to get on this show, I thought, oh, I know how to get clients. I got to get on radio shows. I got to do this. And so I circumvented the how. And you can use the law of attraction to do that. People do it all the time right? You can get, and that's, and that's where people get stuck in like, well, I can manifest this, but I can't get this bigger thing. Well, it's because you're trying to manifest the middle. You're trying to manifest what you think is going to get you there. Yeah. And yeah, like the radio show, I thought that was going to get me exactly where I wanted to be. And (laughs) You had it all. So you had it all figured out. You knew how this path was going to go and you were going to make it happen. Yeah. And that's not what happened. That's not what happened. <laughs> Even though I manifested what I call manifesting the middle. Like I manifested right. that stuff. Yeah. I used my tools. I used everything. I was positive. I saw it happening. I just saw the wrong thing. Okay. So if you had to do that experience over, what would you do differently? How would you step into that person that does attract the clients? I mean, just like I am now, like the same thing I've been doing for the last, uh, what is it, four years? Uh, I just be the coach who has clients. And if I'm guided to, oh, like which happened this summer, I was like, I need to hire this PR person. I'm not sure why, but I didn't hire her to get clients. I hired her because I knew, because I felt it from the whisper from my future self. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I didn't want to get clients, but I was like, this is about something else, right? And if it comes with clients, awesome, but it's about being my future self. It's about listening to, okay, this is the next step in my future self. And um, there's a couple of things that came out of that, which I'm going to share when the stories are over, like when they're, I see how they're going to play out, but I want to share them at the end um, of why that may or may not have even had anything to do with getting clients. Got it. But okay. that wasn't my, like I was, I could listen to the whisper and follow the path without having an agenda. There you go. Okay. Got it. Yeah. That makes sense. I understand that because I've been working with you for such a long time, but yeah. if someone's just starting to listen to you, they may not have understood that right away. Yeah. So, so do you think we need to clarify it? Um, yeah. What, you want, why don't you summarize it one more time? Okay. So uh, in the law of attraction, you always hear it's about being. Like you have to be the person. You have to be the same vibration, right? So it's a way of being. And often people get caught up in the doing. Well, I have to do this in order to become this. Or I have to do this to get this. And that's what I was – and then we try and control the how because we think, well, if I want this, if I want A, A, I have to do B, C, and D, right? Mm -hmm. It's the only way. And that's what we hear. And – that's what I did is I said, okay, I think I can get clients. I want clients and I can get them this way. And so I manifested a way I thought was going to work. Now, um, since this shift really happened when I quit my job, um, I realized I had to become the person. I had lots of experience not being successful in business. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. It's real life here. Yeah. <laughs> Let me turn that off. Um, I had lots of experience 
not being successful. And so I knew if I wanted to be successful and have clients, I had to become the person who experienced that. And so that's what I do now is I work on my future self. I do it in the scripting workshop. I get clear on who she is and where I'm going. And I just follow the whispers instead of trying to think, oh, well, if I want that, I have to do this and that to get there. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I think that was a nice way to wrap that up. So cool. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, you... Um, well, uh, now that now that we've talked a little bit about the past, I want to talk a little bit about the present, which yeah. is uh, how or where do you currently struggle, if at all? Um, you know, this is a hard question for me because I never think about. I'm like, I, never I think about it, right? <laughs> so, but I think the same places that I always have. So, and I think you've had this experience is that every time you grow, there's some sort of the same thing that you have to go through and it's not even relearn it's and it's I don't even want to say it's learn on a deeper level but just those things right like letting go so that controlling the how like controlling the how is probably always going to be my thing mm-hmm. and um the oh more my god I'm so <laughs> you just said that <laughs> I'm so happy to hear it. I don't know why. <laughs> you struggle with the same thing I do. <laughs> I do, right? And I would say, uh, yeah, we have to find, like, we're we're doing this for an interview, so I'm going to keep using the word struggle. But I think you know I would not, yeah. like, we'd change it, right? Challenge. Like, it's how a, are you challenged? It's like the challenge. It's the place where I have to continue to grow. It's the place that pushes me to grow. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I do. Like, And it's not struggle, like, and you know this, too. It's not, like like way back. And and maybe that's why it doesn't feel like struggle. Like it's the same thing that, yeah, somebody would say I struggle with this. Right. But it gets easier and it's more of a reminder now yeah. that like check in, is that in any way, like, did you let, did you fully let go or are you trying to like control something in there? And always like, now I ask myself, like, is there a way to let go of more? Mm. Is there a way to be more of your future self instead of be doing something else? Right. Um, but I, that is probably always the place like that letting go mm-hmm. is, and the, like trying to control the how a little bit is where I'm really good at that. Like I just gave a great example of like, okay, this is the whisper. I'm going to go do this. Um, but there were moments in the middle where I'm like, this isn't, this isn't right. I need it to look like this. I need this, yeah. um, to happen. Um, yeah, yeah but I think that's the whatever sort of our thing is I've learned after coaching lots of people is that it, it comes up and it's not as hard and it's not as, and it's new. It's not the same thing. Right. I'm not trying to like manifest radio interviews anymore, mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but when I do like bigger projects, I just have to let go, you know? And yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> earlier in the interview, you talked about visualization and, Mm -hmm. you know, as an athlete and as a kid and, you know, excuse me, there's lots of forms of, you know, LOA strategies, the visualization, the vision boards, affirmations, meditations, but your specialty is scripting. And I wondered if you could just address, you know, why, why scripting? Yeah. Um, so this goes back something to something that I mentioned earlier where I said I had to learn how to experience um, being a successful coach. And so when I got that and I went 
into, okay, how do I get that experience? How do I know that? How do I practice something that is, I've literally had practice of the opposite, right? Mm. Um, And so visualization could have been one thing. For me, I have to get into the D always. And visualization was big um, in what I used to do, what I talk about. And I was one of the best at it. Like I had people that were like, Oh my gosh, because we'd mine for information before you do a visualization to shift something. So I was, I've always gone and got the details because I realized how powerful that was. Like, where were you? What was this you had to let go of? Like the little details. And so, and people would always tell me like, that's the best, like you're the best at that. I'm in it. I'm, so I'm now, there. like right now, are you talking about when you were a practitioner? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. When I was a practitioner. So okay. that played into, into this scripting thing is I understood the details, but the core was I had to figure out how to get the experience that I could get of being somebody who I hadn't been yet because mm-hmm. I knew that was the missing link for me. I didn't know how to be, I knew how to be a not successful business person. Mm-hmm. I knew how to be a business person who had a lot of expenses and not a lot of income. Mm-hmm. I knew how to be a person who invested in things that didn't work. <laughs> I knew all of these things. It was, mm-hmm. it was pretty good at them. I'd had a lot of practice, right? Unintentionally. I didn't mean to get <laughs> right. good at them, right? Um, I could, be, I could be the person who could write a book in two weeks and get it published, but I didn't know how to sell it right? Mm -hmm. All these things. And so I knew I had to practice that. And the thing about, um, vision boards is that's like what I want. When I think of a vision board, it's like, that's what I want, but it doesn't teach me how to be that person. Mm -hmm. It doesn't give me that experience. Um, same with an affirmation. Um, I never found them to be effective. I found my mind to call BS, right? <laughs> when I tried an yep. affirmation, I'd be like, this is, this doesn't work. But what I found about affirmations is that they come out of scripting. If they come out of place of tapping into your future self, they work. And so scripting is my thing because it's the thing when I ask myself, how do I practice being somebody I haven't been? Mm-hmm. Because I know I need that in order to be that person. Um, scripting is what came up. And so when I wrote what's now manifest 10 K, it was originally money, money, money. I, I scripted because I wanted a different experience. I scripted how many people were going to be there, how much, like how easy it was to get clients, how people were paying me so much. And because that program was pay after you manifest at the time, like Mm -hmm. that required even a deeper level of scripting of being in this place of trust that both I was taken care of by the people who I was serving and the universe to bring me people who would be honorable and who would send in their money. And people did. People sent in thousands of dollars wow. in that program. Mm-hmm. And, but it was the experience of going through that program. And as I wrote the program, simultaneously scripting, becoming the person who ran that successful program and then seeing the outcome yeah. that really launched scripting as my thing, the thing I wanted to dig into, the thing I wanted to figure out. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So speaking of scripting, how often and for how long do you script in your day-to-day life? Um, so it, there's some varies depending on like whether I'm at home or in my traditional routine or I'm on a vacation or wherever. Um, I'm, I'm both rigid and loose with my scripting. So if I'm in a place where I have a constant routine or I'm in a place for a month or whatever, um, I do it. But if I was like on vacation with my family, I would, 
be like, yeah, if I do it, I do it. If I don't, I don't, because I want to be able to live the experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, but mostly every day for at least 15 minutes, oftentimes two hours, an hour to two, an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm at this point, um, I've like, I can let go. Scripting has made me type faster. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm can definitely, when I'm in my zone, do 2000 words in an hour. Mm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's interesting. Now it makes me want to go count the number of words I did this morning because I scripted for an hour. It was like 1556, maybe I counted. Oh, I you did? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't, I just word counted yeah, it. I was I know. like, I want to, I'm going to ask her how long this was. So that's perfect. If that was an hour, I mean, that's awesome. That's how much. Um, and the reason I track it is really because I've learned it's part of me understanding how much I let go, how much I'm in the zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't always go that way. Like, I think you were surprised by a conversation we had a couple months ago. I said, it's not always easy. Right. Sometimes I yeah. only get 200 words in 15 minutes because I'm like, you know, fighting my brain a little bit. Yeah. And, um, and that's still where I wouldn't say it's a struggle. That's a constant because every time we grow our brain, it has resistance because it doesn't want to leave the familiar. And so mm-hmm. as we break those barriers, we create those new paths. There sometimes is that and we'll just keep going. So it's yeah, yeah 15 minutes to two hours oh, okay. almost every day. Well, I've noticed in myself over time, scripting has become easier and faster. And yeah. I think it is because I'm letting go and I'm in the moment. And mm-hmm. when I first started, it sometimes was a struggle to get, you know, maybe two pages after an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it has changed for me. And so I love it's that. interesting to hear that about you too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not sure how much time we have left. We have Do about we... five minutes. Okay. Let's see. Oh, I'm wondering, like, do you have a, um, a, a strategy or a, um, a protocol for keeping track of your successes and knowing whether or not, you know, you're manifesting what you scripted. <laughs> um, so formal I, or I do not, it's informal. And part of the reason is because um, I don't have a photographic memory, but I definitely, uh, my dad does. I have a, just a different, I, like my memory just remembers like um, not, and I don't even know if it's a memory or it just happens when, so I used to have a list, right? If you've listened to me before you hear about the purple couch, you know, that was on the manifest 10 K list. I did check stuff off. Um, and, um, what do you mean? What do you mean you check things off? You had a list of things you were trying to manifest and when they happened, you would check it off. Well, yeah, because that's part of the Manifest 10K process, right? Is what okay. are you going to do with the $10,000? So when things would come in, Got it. Yeah. I would say, oh, yeah, I manifested a couch. I manifested this extra money for San Diego. I manifested this, right? Yep. Um, and But when I script, there is something about I know when something shows up and I'm like, I scripted that. <laughs> like this is very similar. Or yeah. uh, like a couple weeks ago, it was a couple days, right? So I went and I was on... Um, a local TV station. I had an interview, uh, brought, my friend came with me. 
um, which was a last minute thing. And I, but I'm sure that I had scripted that. And so that's why it popped in my head, like, Oh, see if she's available. Um, so she came with me and then I left the interview, got in the car, drove to my realtor's office, changed my clothes. And we drove out to this property <laughs> that I just purchased. And then the next day I went to closing in the morning and we started a workshop, which you're actually part of that afternoon. And I'm like, I know I've scripted this before. I didn't go back and find it. Yeah. Um, Cause it's not for me. I really don't like, I care, but for me, knowing it is enough. Some people have to go check yeah. and I don't think there's a right or wrong, or it means you're less evolved or not evolved. It's just for me, I'm like, I recognize the feeling and I'm like, uh-huh. I totally <laughs> <did this> before, <laughs> right? <laughs> so do you think you or, scripted that whole day or do you think it was bits and pieces from a number of scripts? Mm, either one. I mean, it could really sure. be either, either process. Yeah. Okay. I'm just curious. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd have to go look and I think it's, I probably did it a couple of years ago. Um, okay. so that could be in a notebook somewhere that I is, is packed <laughs> somewhere. I don't know. Got it. Um, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. But I do. Okay. Yeah. I think it might be bits and pieces from certain mm -hmm. days or it might've just been a whole day. Mm. Okay. But yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. I have one final question. Cool. That's um, perfect timing. All right. I know, um, you know, you're always working on something. I know you're always scripting and there's always mm -hmm. something coming. So I was wondering if you're able to share with us what's next for Cassie Parks. What's next? Well, my current, um, so my future self led me to a property, which is super interesting and uh it needs a lot of love is how i've been saying it which is <laughs> it i'm excited to be the one to love it because it's got good bones so what's next is transforming that property back into its original beautiful glory oh that's um, awesome yeah which is not a small feat it's an eight plex and a house wow yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> cool. um that's exciting um and next in scripting, I'm trying to think of what opened up, you know, last time is just more, um, fiction writing, um, mm -hmm. learning how to write scripts for TV and movies and things like that. And, you know, I've started that process, but continuing that. Awesome. Yeah. And again, that's just whether that's the end result or that's all part of the process I'm not attached to. That's amazing. That's yeah. awesome. Thanks. I love how you do so many different things. You know, it's not that you're only a coach, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're a great coach, but you're also an author. You're also writing scripts, you know, screenplays, that kind of thing. Yeah. You did improv. I just mm -hmm. think that's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Me too. Thank you. And I think when we get, what I've learned is that as you grow and you get, um, I don't know, more clear on what you want and you step into that and you start creating a life that is just so focused on what you love and what you want, all these other things open up. Like you remember like, oh yeah, I think I've always wanted to do that. Or like how it worked yeah. with improv is I'd been wanting to just in the back of my mind, it, there, I used to walk home and there was an improv theater on my my way home. I'm like, I just want to go take, it would say like classes. And I said, oh, I want to take classes. And, um, it was, it was about six months after I quit my job and my friend just had, she's like, I think I'm going to go back to improv. I'm like, Oh, you've already done it. Like, <laughs> let's do it. I'll go to class with you. Right. Yeah. And I ended up going to a different place than the place I had walked by. But it, when there's time and space, some of those things that you remember come up and like with improv, it's super, 
interesting to me because it's it shouldn't be a surprise because one of my favorite places to go as a kid was this mix between um it was there was a play right so they might do the christmas carol but they were allowed to improv certain parts and they were allowed to go with it and i was like my favorite thing to do and so once i was like oh it shouldn't be surprising that you loved improv because you loved that yeah yeah, once we sort of open up the space, I think all these cool things like writing fiction, you know, come up. And then like, once I wrote fiction, I was like, this should be a movie. And Nicholas Sparks writes his own screenplays. I'm going to write my own screenplay. Mm, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's fun. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. For more to come. Me too. Thank thank you for interviewing and thank you everybody who's tuned in and listening. Make sure to catch Jennifer's next interview and my next interview and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us on The More Money Show. To learn how to attract more money into your life, go to your favorite book retailer and order Cassie's book, Manifest $10,000.